It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And yes, after weeks and weeks of Jeremy begging me to uh, come back, I, you know, I was like, all right, fine. Stop calling me already. I'll go ahead. Let's do a new episode. Jays. I need my weekly torture sessions. <laughs> Folks, never give this man your phone number. He will if not. I, if if I don't get to take it out on you, then, you know, Joni suffers. And, you know, so I, I got to, you know, I got to torture you. you. You know, that is a, that's that's something I'm willing to sacrifice. I mean, I am. I'm, I'm willing to I, I understand, but she she won't. So we got to keep <laughs> this going. Oh, my God. Well, welcome, everybody, to the, the show. Glad to see everybody's here. Glad to see everybody. Everybody's good. Got to see everybody safe. Hey, JC, how you doing? Uh, JC goes ahead and uh, lets us know that this is his 11th episode that he's been watching. Uh, he's now hooked. We've nice. we've brought you towards us now, JC. You're you know you are now one of us. So <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, it's his 12th episode, not to, not his 11th. Nice. So, so happy to have you guys here. Uh, as I mentioned, as many of you probably saw on our um, on our uh, social media, I do have a huge announcement to make. Uh, but I'll go ahead and make that once we start doing the entertainment news portion, because it does have to do with entertainment news. So we'll go ahead and get in there shortly. But before we get into all that, as as uh, tradition would have it, let's go ahead and give Jeremy a couple of blind reacts. Now, this one, I don't know. Honestly, when I saw this. I just don't know how real this is, but honest to God, if it is real, man, these calls are just so weird, but I wouldn't be surprised one bit. And Jeremy, I think you might enjoy this, but uh, All right, bring it's it. a pretty long one. So here we go. 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, uh, so I, I need a cleanup service and a doctor or whatever. Sir, are you injured? Uh, I think so, but I can't really tell what's left. What's left of what? My wife was in the bathroom, so I figured I'd just go in the sink and I slipped on my own piss and caught my dog in the sinkhole. I tried to pull myself up and hit the dang switch and got the dispose out turned on. Wait, what? I just round up my own dick. Are you serious? I just round up my own dick. Oh my god. The dispose out has disposed my dick all over the walls. Sir, help is on the way. Oh man, it's like a Tasmanian devil one buck wild on some spaghetti in here. Sir, if you can unlock your door, the EMT will assist you. Oh, man, it's like a slip aside from hell. Do I pass it out? Sir? Sir? 
911, what's your emergency? Hey, man, yeah, I'm cooking something here. I was wondering how much trouble you could get in for uh, meth. And you've called the police to ask how illegal meth is? Well, yeah, I figured if anyone would know, it'd be you guys. Is this Darnell Dickums of Cherrywood Road? No, uh, Darnell's not here right now. Can I take a message? Uh, the police are on their way, Darnell. Ah, oh, shit, nuts. I mean, yeah, that's fine, because nothing's wrong here sending me just cooking some meth. Ah, oh, double nuts, I said it again. See you soon, Darnell. All right, it was great talking to you. Good talking to you, too. All right, see y'all in a little bit. 911, what's your emergency? I have knife hands. Excuse me? I went down, and my hands were knives. Your hands are knives? Yeah. Can you put the knives down? No, they're my hands. All right, uh, where are you? I don't want knife hands. I can't pet my cat. I can't high-five anything. It's okay, sir. Let's work this out. What am I going to do? Be a chef? Just chop, chop, chop my whole life. Nothing but chopping. No, uh, chop that. How did you call 911? I called on my phone. Uh-huh. And uh, how did you dial the number? With my fingers. Okay. Where are your fingers? On my hands. Oh, God, you're back. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Look at this. I love these hands. What's your name? Is it Sharon? No. Oh, Sharon, you're an angel. I am not. Mm, that's what an angel would say. Thank you, Sharon. You're welcome. This acid is really messing with me. Oh, boy, now my feet are nice. 911, what's your emergency? There are demon worshippers in a cul-de-sac. Are you in immediate danger? I think so. Okay, what is the threat? There's a man pulling dead squirrels out of his hat. How is that a threat? The kids are singing devil songs, whacking a horse effigy. Oh, Lord, they're eating what came out of his head. Ma'am, do you see any party streamers? Yes. Do you see a cake? You mean a pagan pastry? I do. That is a child's birthday party. Ma'am? I'd like to report a hate crime. A hate crime? Yes, I was not invited to my neighbor's kid's party. All right, well, Paradise is a small town. You are actually not the first person to call about this. The child in question is very popular, but his parents limited the guest list to 20. I needed to hear that. Thank you. 911, what's your emergency? I think somebody broke into my house. He's in my living room. Okay, stay where you are. We're going to send someone over right now. Hey, I'm investigating. You do not have to do that. Oh, it ain't no man. It's a dog. And I hate dogs. If there's a dog, it could be rabbit. Do not approach it. I'm approaching the rabbit dog now. Do not approach the dog. I think it's a labradoodle. Looks like a baby. Huh? It's coming up to me now. Sir, get out of the room. The dog is in my face. So is everything okay? Oh, yeah, it is very okay. I'm getting killed by a dog. I think I named him Gregory. Okay, great. Um, may I ask, how did the dog enter your house? Well, I installed the doggy door last week. It's a bugger one to come on in. Mm. Goodbye, sir. <laughs> I, I want to move to paradise. <laughs> Where do I begin? First of all, no, you can tell they are screwing with the operators if the operators are even real or are not in on this. People Lord. don't call 911 for pranks. You're tying up a line that is absolutely needed for someone who could be in great danger. I don't give a damn how much of a laugh it gives people. Don't call 911 for a prank. Okay. Now the acid one, that's very possible. It still yeah, sounded fake, but it is very. Po- I mean, it's I have been around enough. Um, but I'm gonna be a chef. Chop, 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 chop. 
I've been around enough hallucinogens oh to know that that is a feasible phone call. But yeah, you no, know, that sounds like a bunch of people pranking nine one one, and that just is not cool. Oh my god! But that that was a long one. But I had to show you that one. That was a pretty long of it. It's like one after the other. I was like, oh my god, this is just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Oh my god! So the next one that I got for you is basically. <laughs> this has to do with a group of ladies that start off the night with one drink and end the night with, well, a lot more than one drink. Let's check it out. This is us after our first drink. This, this is, is us after drink, drink number two. This is this is this is us after drink. Four, four, four drinks. Four. I don't know. We're on drink number. I don't know. I think we're on five. It's not correct, mate. I've had seven or eight drinks. I'm not sure. I'm in the toilet. Look at this toilet. It's pink. I've had about eight drinks. <laughs> I said, hey, 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 Tater Tot. <laughs> we're drinking about it. <laughs> We have to say we have finished our last drink. It's been too many drinks to talk about. Cookies are amazing. Okay. <laughs> nope. Everyone say no night. Is... Everyone say no night. Tell me we haven't. Tell me some of us haven't been there. <laughs> Because I know I've been there. <laughs> yes, but speaking as a as a proper alcoholic, um, no. dude, if you're losing it after five drinks, you need to just stop because <laughs> you can't hold your shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> that one girl, she was walking. She's like, I didn't start to get till like that till I'm on my second bottle. Out, you know five <laughs> drinks you gotta be kidding me freaking a dude that was oh my god I, I know, saw speaking that. of speaking of really quickly yeah don't be screwing around with that just for influence and stuff though guys we just had a i believe it was a chinese youtuber who died his family found mm. him on the floor of his home after drinking multiple bottles of an extremely potent chinese liquor called wow. baiju Oof. And it's it's essentially like Chinese white lightning, you know, moonshine, gasoline. <laughs> it's it's really, really potent stuff. And this guy drank at least two bottles, possibly three, just for influence likes, just for he was on their social media thing and his family found him dead. So as much as I'm joking about that, please don't screw around with that. folks. Yeah, it yeah, is really. I, my my father's brother, who I never knew. Um, it's a half brother, I believe died from exactly that he was having a drinking contest with someone and they were pounding shots back and forth back and forth and don't have any clue how much he drank but my uncle died of that um so all please, poisoning. It's yeah, real. please 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 don't screw around with that folks it's the likes are not worth it I mean, I think in this particular case, they were just doing it because oh, no. they just wanted to like go out and have fun. So. I was speaking more to me talking about I'm not like that till my second bottle. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there I, you go. I don't yeah. want to see anybody doing that. Stuff. Like, let's test that theory. <laughs> yeah. No, don't <laughs> test that test theory. That theory. Okay? <laughs> I, I was a professional. There, <laughs> there is a difference. Oh, my God. Well, this last video that I got for you. Um, <laughs> 
I, I know that this guy, what he says is very much in a joking manner, but he literally describes the cancel culture to a T okay. in, in this particular video. Check it out. I thought you was my friend. Because when I said later, Gator, and then you dap me up and you said, all right, where was my after wild crocodile? Huh? Because I thought, I thought in this world, I don't want, I thought the world that we lived in when somebody said, see you later, alligator, you say after wild crocodile. And that's why we're not friends no more because you're toxic and you need to grow up. I don't know like what happened to you, but when somebody later gators, you after wild crocodile. I don't think that's a big ass. I just thought that was called human decency. But you you've thrown all of my human rights out the window when you that me when you bro, we said something. I thought we was closer than what we are. That's my fault. I, I'll take I'll take the licking for that. But all I know is that when you lay the gator, you have to wild crocodile. And I, and I, and you're toxic. Grow up. <laughs> that is the cancel culture described 125 million percent right there. That is too dang funny. <laughs> Damn it, Jeremy. If you don't say, if you don't say after wild Cro crocodile, I'm canceling the show. Never. I'm canceling the show. I am canceling the show right just now. For you. <laughs> lord i saw that and the first thing that came to mind was like oh my god this guy is the epitome of cancel culture right here He's i absolutely loved friend. it that was that was classic <laughs> hopefully everybody enjoyed some of these videos i'm sure i know jeremy loved them because they are you know unique in in sense uh want to welcome everybody to the stream thank you for joining us here on our uh, brand new episode of the navarro miller report again we have a huge announcement to give you guys but first we do have a couple of pretty outlandish stories going on including including i said including including <laughs> i can't talk including uh, roommate shoots another roommate over a hot pocket? Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, in Louisville, Kentucky, a man accused his roommate of eating the last hot pocket. The man denied it, and he got so irate, he started throwing tiles, like floor tiles, at the man. And when the man tried to escape and run out the door, he shot him in the ass. <laughs> Over a hot pocket. Over a hot pocket. He shot him in the ass. Oh my God, was this in Florida? Please tell no, me it was, it, in Florida. It, was, it was Louisville. It was Louisville. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could tell you it was Florida. But, but I mean, seriously, oh I, I, I got to say something that may be a little controversial here, but hot pockets oh suck. I don't understand. I, I, I've never enjoyed them. They never cook all the way through. You're eating raw dough. Yeah, they're I, disgusting. I have never like those things but you got people doing crazies for hot pockets about a month and a half two months ago a guy broke into a local school or hospital or something to use their kitchen to heat his hot pocket and got arrested i mean hot pockets are not worth and it, jc said it best that brings new meaning to the word to the term hot pocket hot pocket get it anyone <laughs> anyone oh that was just so bad <laughs> <laughs> wow over a freaking hot pocket now that over is a hot pocket people are losing their minds man i mean i i gotta say i mean you all know i partied i would have i have been stoned out of my mind and hungry with the munchies like like sin and still hot pocket has never looked good to me 
<laughs> and you know what? Just like Derek, I feel you. He's saying, I will be disappointed if one of these stories doesn't take place in Florida. I'm currently there vacationing <laughs> at the villages. <laughs> I know the villages. That's awesome. I, I, I wish we had found you a good Florida one, but uh, actually didn't this time. But yeah, Hot Pockets. Apparently, the guy's being held on a $7,500 bond. Nice. Which, personally, if you shoot somebody, I think maybe it ought to be a little more than $7,500. think? Especially if you shoot somebody in the ass. Well, I mean, hey, maybe, yeah, they, maybe he was able to say, I you know, was aiming for his ass. I didn't want to kill him. Maybe that's why it was so low. I don't know. <laughs> I was aiming for the ass, but it hit his ass cheek, not the I, asshole. I, I, I have no idea, but I, I just don't under, it's a hot pocket. as the world's most expensive hot pocket, $7,500 bond. Honestly, honestly, hot pockets. I don't see, see their appeal. Like, I, I never have. I used to have them, but they always burn my tongue. It's either like I've overcooked <laughs> them. And I always used to love the the ham and the broccoli with cheese. But as soon as I put that sucker in my mouth, I was like, ha, 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 ha. You know, like it was like freaking hot. How long I cooked them. Didn't matter if I did it in the microwave, in an oven. Didn't matter how I cooked them. The dough is always raw inside. It's disgusting to me. I've yeah, never enjoyed those things. It made me sick a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> jc saying florida man gets one episode hiatus no he's actually got more than one actually these past couple episodes yeah we've, we've been touching all over the country on this one florida man's been asleep or something i don't florida know man, maybe he's florida been behaving himself he's he's too interested in the whole disney desantis thing you know he's just That's he's, we're, he's we're enthralled not into that we're not Wait, getting I, into did, that. I, did i get into it i just said he's enthralled <laughs> In other offlanders news, we still have another one for you here. Prank gone wrong. Now, Jeremy, you haven't told me what the prank was, what happened. So now you got me curious here. What what happened? So this is this has got a little more meat on it than our usual odd story. So a high school in Texas, uh Caney Creek High School, mm -hmm. uh students were evacuated May 3rd after a gas smell near a cafeteria. Mm -hmm. It turned out that two students had brought cans of fart spray to school uh -huh. and were setting it off in different rooms and different things at different times. Mm -hmm. Well, this resulted in a lot of issues because classes had to be canceled. People had to be moved out. Students had to be evacuated because they kept thinking it was a gas leak. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> See, the problem is, though, they're charging these kids with a crime. Uh-huh. Now, in my day, I'm sorry, if they caused damage, you know, students had to leave, they had to bring in special crews, which cost the school, the students would pay restitution, or at least the parents. They would, you know, bill the parents, bill the child. It's a prank. They are actually charging these kids with criminal charges and if i'm not mistaken let me look real quick mm -hmm. they're actually charging them with hold on where is it do, 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 do. i'm sorry guys i had it <laughs> damn it come prepared i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, they're being go. charged with third degree felonies how is third degree felonies they're being charged with third degree felonies, um, releasing a chemical agent and all this other. Oh, part. you got to be kidding no, me. No, I'm not kidding. 
that's what they're charging these kids. It's a freaking prank, people. I mean, yes, if you had to call in a special cleanup crew because you thought it was one thing and it cost the school money, whatever else, yes, the children, you know, the restitution, you, you bill the parents, you bill the children, and they need to pay that money back to the school. A third degree felony on these kids' records for spraying a joke that, follows them, that, that is completely harmless to all people. I mean, unless they're sitting there huffing it or something, it's harmless. I, I don't understand this. We are getting, I mean, people are taking crap way too seriously nowadays. This is insane. These, these kids pulled a harmless prank. I mean, I used to buy those little vials of the fart smell. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I had I had guys at my school who you know messed with me, pissed me off. I'd break the top off of that thing and pour it down their uh, yep. air conditioning vents in their car. So yep. when they turn their car on, they got a blast of you know. See, it's we a come, prank, we, people. dude. We come from an era where we actually say "see you later, alligator" after a while, crocodile. See, it was a more civilized get, time, and we don't get and we don't get upset if the other person doesn't say it. So. <laughs> It was simpler times, really. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I just, a simple prank, and this is resulting... I mean, no one got hurt. They said a few people said they had headaches from the smell, and, I mean, there was no damage done, and these kids are being charged with a third-degree felony for nothing. That's ridiculous. That's I mean, terrible. should they have to pay the school back for whatever, you know, expenses they incurred? Absolutely. Do they deserve criminal charges? Not by no. a long shot. It's a prank. It didn't hurt anybody. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, dude. I feel your pain on that one. I'm definitely like with you on that. It's de they went a little too far with that in my opinion. They should they're going to I hope that they appeal it. Or at the very least, I hope that maybe they hire a lawyer to expunge it in the future just in case these kids want to, like, get a job that mm -hmm. requires no felony charges on their record. Could you imagine no. going to a job and then saying, yeah, oh, well, I see a felony on here. What did you do? You're you're going to laugh at what I did. Yeah. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I, I did. Heart spray. I mean, this is a, something that will follow these kids the rest of their lives. They didn't hurt a single person. This is just that's just ridiculous. It's well, insane. Hopefully, hopefully they get uh, hopefully they have good lawyers that are going to be able to like get, you know, or a judge that will grant them a little leniency and not get, you know, fully charged or at least just give them a slap get it down the to a misdemeanor. Yeah. You know, them. that'll be that'll be good. Give them uh, time. Give them time served in some community service and wipe yeah. it off their records. You know, this is ridiculous. Releasing a chemical agent. This was not biological warfare. People <laughs> get your heads out of your asses. <laughs> Oh okay. my god. All right. Well, we got uh uh JC actually uh is uh, you know, saying something really nice and I'm I'm hesitant on whether or not to put this up here because he says something nice about you of all people and I'm just oh. like uh, do I really have to? But here he goes. Happy 51st episode of uh, Navarro Miller Report. Dave Navarro, Jeremy Miller. I'm thrilled that I've thus far been able to be part of 12 as of tonight because y'all are a blast to interact with. And Jeremy has been a hero of mine most of my life, actor to actor. Uh, my best to Joni Miller. Uh, also, when is the next bike event uh, like the one you both live streamed uh, a while back? Ooh, uh, that's actually a good question, Jeremy. I don't even know. <laughs> that's a great question. I've actually been talking to them about when their next upcoming events are. So as soon as I have those, we'll announce because I'll probably be there. I think I'm going to go cook at the next one for them. 
um, at one of the next ones. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but I'm still talking to them. It's a great group. Like I said, the Black Widow Foundation, um, you know, is doing a lot of really good work in the community and I like supporting it. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed that little look into the into the get together. Um, some great crews and clubs there and just just a great vibe. You know, I mean, bikers, I was raised around them my whole life. I've told people before, you know, my uncle was a hell's angel. Um, I was raised around those guys. I'm not saying that, you know, outlaw motorcycle clubs are safe. Um, you know, they are, we have to remember cr criminal organizations at this point, but when my uncle was a part of it, it really was more about, you know, it wasn't the drug dealing and all the other stuff. I mean, there were guys doing that, but it was more brotherhood and it still is, but these guys like to have fun. These guys like to, you know, meet new people. I mean, I've met a bunch of different guys. There were guys from, you know, one percenter outlaw clubs. There was no problems. There was no issues. Everybody was having a ball. It's a great time. You certainly don't walk up to one of these guys and start anything or be disrespectful. That's for sure. I mean, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. um, but no, we had a ball, felt perfectly safe, and had an absolutely great time. So we'll keep you guys posted when those are coming up, and maybe we'll be able to live stream one of the next ones. That'd be fantastic. And Derek, going back to the chemical, uh, biological uh, warfare here, uh, you haven't been around me after Taco Bell. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. I needed that visual. <laughs> Well, uh, turn it on to entertainment news and the big announcement that we have. So, ladies and gentlemen, as um, on June 9th from 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, we have a special guest co-host that's going to be joining us. Uh, he is a singer and an actor, and he was on American Idol. Uh, his name, Mr. Clay Aiken, is going to be our special guest co-host here on the Navarro Miller Report. He is one of the largest uh, um, uh, co-hosts we've had here so far. We're very, very fortunate uh, that he will be joining us. And, of course, uh, he ran for Congress, too. I don't know if many people knew about that, but he also ran for Congress, too. Uh, they just wrapped up uh, American Idol reunion recently, so he was just on tour. But uh, he's taking some time out off, I should say. Uh, from his tour to come and join us on June 9th. So make sure that uh, you mark your calendars, make sure you join us on June 9th. Uh, so you could go ahead and uh, ask him any questions you want to ask him on this live feed. It should be, a, it should be a great time, man. I mean, like I was telling you, Jeremy, I still remember when he was on scrubs and you didn't even remember that. You're like, Oh yeah, I forgot he was on that. Mm -hmm. No, I'm a huge fan and I'm going to do this now. So I don't actually geek out when he's on, uh, <laughs> No, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the guy. I, I've you know been following him since American Idol. Um, I've gotten a bunch of his you know albums and stuff. I love his music. He's got an incredible voice, and uh, my mom is a huge fan. I mean, she's seen him I think live twice. She actually paid for the backstage meet and greet at one of the things, and she's a a super fan for Clay. So this is going to be really cool, and I'm looking forward to having him on. So, you know, mom's going to be watching then. <laughs> mom's threatening to stick her head in here and say hi. So <laughs> We'd love mom to do that. Why not? You know, <laughs> pretty wild like that. No, I'm, I'm excited for it. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely it's going to be a great show. Looking forward to it. So make sure you tune in June 9th from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here 
on all the streaming networks. Again, we stream on YouTube, Facebook, uh, my Facebook personal page, uh, Jeremy's Facebook page, uh, freaking LinkedIn, Twitter, and Apple, Apple Podcasts for the audio. Apple Podcast, you know, yeah, Apple Podcasts uh, for audio, iHeartRadio app uh spotify uh and uh, amazon audible as well we we're all over the place we're like you know we're pretty much streaming everywhere so you can't miss us that's for sure <laughs> you really can't miss us so make sure you tune in on june 9th so, so make sure you have your calendars up uh in entertainment news harrison ford obviously we know new indiana jones is coming up uh and it's gonna be uh, indiana jones part five and that's gonna be actually a good one i've actually seen uh the trailer for it looks really cool looks really fun like every indiana jones usually is and of course no indiana jones is complete without harrison ford you know being the uh, being at the helm this is going to be the dial of destiny so it should be a very interesting one but in doing the movie he actually <laughs> he was interviewed recently and obviously we know indiana uh harrison ford i'm calling him indiana jones harrison ford is getting up there in age and everything so he can't really do certain things and certain stunts like he used to well in the last indiana jones i remember it was kind of a, a funny scene where you know, one of the guys said, it's not, it's not going to be easy. He's like, well, not as easy as it used to be, <laughs> you know, because it's like you're at that point. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. But, you know, in, in essence, he actually had uh, some stunt some stunts that he actually did, uh, shockingly enough. And according to Variety, uh, he basically got upset at the stunt workers that were helping him off of his horse. And he got angry with them and he said, quote, I thought, what the F? Like, I was being attacked by gropers. I looked down and there's three stunt guys there making sure I didn't fall off the stirrup. They said, oh, we were just afraid because we thought, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And I, and, and I said, leave me the F alone. Leave me alone. I'm an old man getting off of a horse and I wanted to look like that. So <laughs> he wanted authenticity for when he got off. You gotta love Harrison Ford. I mean, he's, he does not shy away from the fact of the matter that he's up there in age and he's pretty much got the, I don't give up attitude right now. It's a little hard to shy away from it when you're 80 years old. Very true. He's, he he's doesn't look 80, it though. He, I know he doesn't, but he is 80 years old now. I mean, he is not a spring chicken and he's still doing these films. More props to him. Now, I got to say, I'm not as optimistic for this one as you are. Um, I really did not like the Crystal Skull, which was the last one. The That's Indiana Jones part. was in it. <laughs> it no, I just thought it was a really poor film. Um, I don't, not a huge shy fan either. But he's had some parts that I mean, you know, have been really good. He's done well in. But mm -hmm. I was not a huge fan of the last one. I felt like it missed a lot of what made Indy great. Um, so I'm hesitant. I want to see this one, but I, I. I'm hoping I'm not as disappointed as I was with the last one. Are you almost as hesitant as you are for the same reason you don't want to go see uh, the flash either? No, I mean, the flash is, I'm just, I'm, I'm really burned out. 
okay i mean on superhero movies i'm burnt out i really am this all the superhero shows all the superhero movie it used to be we got one superhero film every three or four years now it's three a year plus shows plus this plus that i'm just burnt out on it it really I, it's lost its luster to me that's a big part of why i don't want to see the flash and the other side of that is um it's kind of hard for me to watch Ezra Miller and anything right now yeah, and, true. and not and see him as an actor rather than all this other BS he's been doing. Because so, it's almost like you feel like you're enabling a person that mm -hmm. obviously committed a very serious uh, crime and, you know, he's getting paid for a movie that mm -hmm. really in actuality, they should have canceled a long time ago. That's that's my two issues with going to see that film. This one, I'm just I really it's like with any sequel. If if I didn't like the last one, I'm not hopeful it's going to get better. But, you know, I I, I mean, I, I am hopeful. I hope it does. I want to see the film. I want to see Indy 5. Um, I'm just I'm really hoping they do a better job than the last one. And JC, JC actually has a theory as to why you really don't want to go see, don't like these types of movies. He says, Jeremy Miller, admit it, you're burned out on superhero movies because you want to star in a supervillain movie like as the Riddler. Admit <laughs> it. He's got a point there. He's got you there. That's not a bad point. I would, I would, not that I would turn down a superhero role, but I would definitely be more inclined to play the supervillain. And that would be awesome. I just... I just can't see you as a supervillain. I clearly can't. You don't. You don't have. You don't have the villain in you. He said. <laughs> he said. He, he said. Trying to hold back his laughter. <laughs> no, I was trying I, to keep a straight face. Okay. I don't have a dark side. Not of at all. Of course not. No. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord well i mean uh, you know suffice it to say harrison ford uh i mean this is his fifth one granted maybe they should have stopped at three uh, i i kind of like the way they ended you know uh, the last crusade you know with him and sean connery and but at the same time i'm also like I, I like river huh Oh, River Phoenix. River yeah. playing young Indy. Yep, yep. He played that at the very beginning. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I just, I don't know. I I kind of was, I, I think it would have been better, the fourth installment, if they would have done a better job with it. Because to be honest with you, it was okay to see what Indiana Jones has been up to these past few years. He's gotten older uh seeing what other adventures he has left in him if he's got any in him and i kind of like the you know the 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 whole alien thing that was actually kind of cool to be honest with you i kind of enjoyed that because they added the whole incas and you know the mayans and all the things that people that we all pretty much theorized that you know they they were all about alien and uh interacting with aliens and blah 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 i like that whole thing Shia, not so much. Again, I'm not, I wasn't really, especially when I actually liked that, the ending where he was about to grab the hat and, and he's, and, and Harrison Ford grabs it. He's like, uh-uh, not yet, kid. And he puts it, I was like, that's right. You better respect. He, he, ain't, he ain't done yet. Don't even try to take that. It's like, you don't get that hat yet. You have to earn that hat. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I could see why you're hesitant. I'm a little hesitant myself. I'm just I'm hoping the script is strong. If the script is strong, you know Harrison's going to carry his load and do what he needs to do. The action should be fun, but 
the script and kind of, I don't know, it felt like they were trying to horn in too much stuff in the yeah. last one. Yeah. And I just, I, I hope they just let this go and have fun. And I hope the script is really, really strong. That's I hope so too. I hope so too. Well, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. In other entertainment news, Danny Masterson found guilty on two of three counts of rape. Now, this is very unfortunate. Um, because we were, I remember we talked about this how there was a mistrial and how he pretty much was neither found guilty nor innocent. It was just a complete mistrial. Uh, but it was a hung jury. Yeah. It was a hung jury. But it seems that they did a retrial and they did find him guilty. Uh, the jurors actually did find him guilty for two of three counts of rape. And the charge was going to go ahead and earn him, if it was three counts, 40 years in prison. Now that it's only two out of three, they'll probably go ahead and dumb it down to 35 years, probably, or 20 years, something like that. But still, the fact of the matter that this gentleman has thrown his entire life away is very sad to see. Um, I've again, and I and I spoke to you about this yesterday. I texted you. I said it's very disappointing because Danny is a very comical actor. And I liked him on that 70s show. I liked him on The Ranch. Mm -hmm. And to see and hear this, man, talk about disappointing. Very, very disappointing. It is. And you you just never know. I mean, look at Cosby. I mean, he did the exact same thing as Cosby. He was drugging women and raping them. Um, you know, Cosby was the comedic actor and the TV dad and the, you know, all of that stuff. He was someone we all related to and loved. Same yep. with Danny's characters. But this all comes out. And I mean, I'm sorry, you get no slack from me whatsoever for this kind of crap. Now, again, I have no sympathy for him. No, I'm sorry, none. But let me say this. This is going to get appealed and we will see where that goes. Let me tell you why. In the first trial, the reason it ended up being a hung jury was they were not allowed to introduce the fact that he had drugged them because there were no doctor's reports that said they had drugs in their system or anything else. All they were allowed to do was ask them how they felt after having drinks with him. And then they described the effects and how they were extra woozy and didn't know what was going on and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. In the second trial, the judge allowed them to say and use the point that he had drugged these women. Yet there was still no medical proof that any of them had drugs in their system. Just from a legal standpoint, that is a big point that his his lawyers may be able to appeal on. And it'll depend on what the higher judge then says about should this have been introduced or not. So we may not be done with this, unfortunately. Well, I mean, it's it's crazy because they also the judge actually pretty much ordered uh, Danny to uh, to um, to release or to. Uh, um, basically give all his passports and everything uh to court because uh he's a flight risk uh well, they actually deem he him has money risk. that makes you a flight risk exactly so it, it absolutely makes sense but just speaking from a legal standpoint it looks like his lawyers have enough to be able to try and appeal this and it will then come down to the judge that they take this to and whether he thinks this should have been allowed in or not. So I honestly don't think we've heard the end of this at this point. I hope we have. I hope he serves his time. And, you know, those people that he, you know, assaulted 
get justice. But right now, from a legal standpoint, I think this is going to drag on for a while. And regardless, even even if they're successful at appealing this, Masterson's done. Like, oh. He is completely done. It, it, he's not coming back. I mean, it would be insanely hard for him to come back from this. I won't say never. I mean, Roman Polanski is still trying to make movies and still out there and all that kind of stuff. So I won't say never, but I can't see, especially in today's day and age of every production company being very cautious about who they're bringing in and negative publicity and everything else. I, I don't see anybody reaching out and giving him a job. See, this is where cancel culture should come in for things like this. This is where it should come in. All right. Not for dumb things, but this different story, because I mean, you know, it, why even take the risk of hiring somebody like that? You know, I mean, regardless at this point, we, we don't know what kind of person he is. I mean, I don't even think his own co-stars. I mean, Ashton Kutcher is like a brother to him. Mm-hmm. And hearing all this, who knows, like, what Ashton's thinking in his head right now. It's like, I thought I knew this guy. And turns out that this guy is a predator. You know, he's been around my wife, my kids. I mean, mm-hmm. and he's a predator. Like, that's a scary thing to to, to find out. And he's going to be treated like a pariah everywhere he goes from mm-hmm. this point on. I mean, this guilty verdict is going to follow him for the rest of his life. No, it absolutely will. I mean, whether the appeal goes through or not his career in this industry is probably done. Like I said, I will never say never. This industry is so bass backwards that, um, you know, I, it wouldn't shock me if 15 years from now, somebody who worked with him before is like, no, I believe in, am I going to, I'm going to hire him. But I, I think it's going to be really difficult for him. And as it should be, I'm sorry. You know, I have no sympathy for predators. Never have. Neither do I. I mean, look at, uh, I mean, another one. And I, and I told you about this a few weeks ago when I was binge watching Smallville, Allison Mack. I loved her character, Chloe. I really like every, and it was so tough watching, you know, rewatching Smallville. I binge watched it all over again and watching Chloe, you follow, you fell in love with Chloe. How amazing, how loyal, how cute, how great this character is. But then you have to stop and separate yourself and think, this is just a character. The person's a completely different, like a completely different animal. And you know, the things that she did, it's like, every time I watched, I was like, damn girl, how did, how, how could you screw your life up the way you did? I just, I did. I just do not understand. I never understood how a lot of these actors just completely flush their, their lives down the toilet like that. I never understood it. Man, it's no different than, you know, people are going to do dirt. I mean, that's just plain and simple. That's if you are inclined to be, you know, a shady person, being successful is not going to stop you. I mean, look at these football players and basketball players and all these different guys who are making 15, 20 million a year and yet have a side hustle dealing crack or coke or something like that with their old buddies from the hood or Aaron Hernandez. Or, or assaulting people or are, you know, raping women and this and that. These guys have everything laid out before them. Millions yep. of dollars, an incredible career. Their future is set. But, you know, people who are going to do dirt are going to do dirt. Success be damned. I mean, you as an actor, somebody that had a successful career, because you did have a successful career for a long time. And you were at that age of adolescence 
where you could have easily just messed around and did whatever you wanted. I mean, what stopped you from do from going over the edge like this? I mean, you could have easily done it. It's common decency. I mean, that's I'm so sorry. It that was it, it does was exist. Just, it was just that simple. It was just common decency. I mean, I believe me, I was a I mean, Joni calls me a child hoe. Um I <laughs> I was I love Joni. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I can't argue the point. Um, I know of a couple of those. So yeah, I agree with her. <laughs> I can't argue the point. But everything off. was above board. Everybody was, you know, agreeable to the situation yep. and consenting. It was never, I never manipulated anybody. I didn't try and use my status to, you know, make somebody do something they didn't want to do. I never even, you know, crossed that line. It was just common decency, you know, it's I, I that kind of crap didn't interest me. I mean, it's not like anybody was offering me roofies and going here, give these to women or anything like that. It was just I, mean, I was in plenty of situations where women had had way too much to drink or smoke or whatever else it was. I was the guy sitting there holding their hair while they puked and making yeah. sure they got to bed. OK, Yep. You know, I was the guy who, when we went out to the clubs, looked out for all the girls that I was with and stuff like that and made sure they didn't, you know, I mean, I had multiple problems like that with when Joni and I went out with some of her friends and stuff, they get a little too tossed and all of a sudden they're uh, yeah. on some shady guy's arm and are trying to walk out the door with him. I'm like, no, this isn't happening. I walk uh -huh. over, escort them back to our table, almost got into it with a couple of the guys because they were like, no, I got this hot chick. She's drunk. She, she's coming with me. No, she's not. That is my friend. She came with us and she is leaving with us. She's hammered and you are not going to be a pig. Um, I'm sorry. That's just how I am. And that's, that's, has nothing to do with me. I was raised that way. That's my mom, my dad, my, my grandmother. Yep. I was taught respect for women. I was taught respect for others. And it's just plain common decency. And let's just, not, let's not even go uh, to the entertainment side. Look at, look at where the, 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 look at the, the scene that I was involved in for many years. Mm -hmm. I was involved in the main scene where a lot of these things originate from. Are you kidding? Being a club promoter and all, I mean, it was, it did. And, and like you, it's funny because uh, I had four, I had other club promoters that used to call me quote, captain save a hoe, because I was always the one watching out for these ladies all the time. I was never trying to take advantage of them. I mean, that's the reason why Joni always came with me. You know, like yep. you, you, and you knew she was safe with me. Like Dude, even I had, before you met me, I think you. Knew I, I, I had barely met you, and I knew she's going to a club. Dave's working; things are good. It's all good. He's keeping an eye. You know that. And I that always made did. me that made me comfortable. Yep. You know, and it allowed me, who hates going to clubs, <laughs> it allowed me to stay home, let Joni go out, have fun with her girls, and I knew that they were being looked out for. Not that, you know, Joni can't handle herself, as you know, and <laughs> as certain managers of those clubs oh, yeah. saw firsthand when guys would get inappropriate, um, she can handle her business. Oh, but, yeah. You know, it made me feel better knowing somebody was keeping an eye out. Yeah, and every night, whenever she... Uh... Whenever she was about to like leave, I would always walk into their car. 
as much as I could, I was always watching, walking in the car because I want to make sure they got home safe. I was always that guy for the longest time. Same here. It's just common decency and looking out for other people. You know, I mean, there are plenty of guys out there who are looking to take advantage of those Mm -hmm. situations. And that's just a fact. There are plenty of guys who don't have any scruples about it, who don't see it the same way. And we could argue for days and days about you both being hammered and going home to have sex. We could argue for days about if that's right or not. But the fact is, common decency, look out for other people. It's that simple. This world would be a lot better if we were all just doing a little more of that. I agree. I 100% agree. And JC actually has something to say. He says, uh, this is one of the things I respect most about Jeremy Miller. Uh, He didn't fall down this particular rabbit hole from hell that Masterson and others have. Add to that the amazing openness in his book and how open he is about being in recovery. Dude, huge respect. JC, thank you, man. Seriously. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, and and yeah, that's right. You do have a book, huh? (laughs) You butthead <laughs> yes i have a book it is called when i wished upon a star and it's available everywhere as well as on amazon audible you know i had to force you to plug it in didn't you, you knew that was coming i was hey, like I have to force I'll, you to plug I'll, it take in. The, I'll take the plug it's okay <laughs> i've been telling you i'm like dude you have a platform use it <laughs> for the love of god yes yeah, so many people that for the life of me i still don't know why love you and you don't even like use this platform to like plug your book you got a book out i mean you 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 wrote a book come on hey no it's a great book as a lot of you may know if you don't i wrote it with my very dear friend brandon phillips dr brandon phillips he was a wish kid granted a wish by starlight and for some reason his wish out of all the things he could have had was to come to the set and meet me And the book is just about a friendship that blossomed from that. And, you know, you're talking about a 30, oh dear Lord, a 35 year friendship at this point that blossomed out of a, out of a starlight wish, basically. So it's a good read. It's an inspiring read from what I've been told. People get a lot of hope from it. Um, You know, I lay out the bare bones of my recovery and the things I went through. I can tell you it was hard to do. Um, Even harder hearing the stories from other people, because it is told from my mother's perspective, as well as Joni's perspective, in some of my worst moments. So it's very raw, and it's all laid bare. But you know, that's the only way to do it. If you really want to help people and really want to touch people who may be going through the same things. And next time I see Brandon, I'm just gonna have to sit him down and ask him, dude, why? (laughs) you had your choice of so many people why like why why it's in the book just read it oh god i'm not yeah i'll get get an audible (laughs) Uh, which which, by the way on audible we had an amazing actor max adler from glee he was also i mean if you look up his imdb he's been on blue bloods he's been on i mean he's got a imdb as long as my arm of guest spots and stuff but he actually had a regular role on glee he played the football player who was gay who came out of the closet on the show um amazing actor who could not have done a better job of of being the voice of our book he captured every moment and every emotion beautifully and honestly if you have the book great but if you really want to hear an amazing performance and be touched even more, get the audible and listen to it because Max did a phenomenal job. 
Absolutely. I, I would have been more impressed if it was, you know, someone like, you know, someone like uh, uh, James Earl Jones, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm not picky or anything, you know? No, nope. James wouldn't have worked. <laughs> and honestly, the voice of God, Morgan Freeman wouldn't have worked. I was either. Gonna Morgan Freeman too. I mean, I was wouldn't, have, wouldn't have worked either because they were too recognizable of a voice. Yeah. Max was able to stay kind of anonymous in his performance. And at the same time, bring every, like I said, every bit of emotion, pain, anguish, and joy, you know, just right out to the forefront. So couldn't be more thankful. We, we got hooked up with him and um, I'll plug it here as well, guys, keep an eye out and I'll let you guys know, but we're in the process of having the first draft of the screenplay adaptation of the book uh, done right now. And uh, hopefully sometime in the next year or so we'll begin, we'll begin filming uh, the movie adaptation of the book. I'll make sure I'll be absent that day. Um, JC <laughs> <laughs> went ahead and also said, uh, Jeremy Miller, I have the book on Nook and Audible, and I love it. Thanks uh, to Joni Miller for helping me find it. So awesome. thank you. Thank, thank you, Joni, for helping me find it. I will let her it. know. Uh, in, uh, well, I mean, going back, we, we went on a complete different tangent right now. Oh, <laughs> like, we went completely like, off. <laughs> off topic. Uh, bottom line here. Uh, Danny Masterson found guilty on two of three counts of rape. Let's just hope that justice is served. Um, regardless, I mean, I know that there is that appeal as you mentioned it. Well, it hasn't been announced, but he has what I believe the lawyers have grounds to make an appeal. So hopefully justice is served, but we'll see where this goes. We'll see where it goes. In other entertainment news, Dwayne Johnson, and this is the funniest thing because we actually did an episode particularly talking about how Dwayne will never come back to Fast and Furious, how he refused Vin Diesel's, Vin Diesel's public, uh, you know, public display of him coming, you know, towards Fast and Furious, how he said that he's, that how Dwayne said that Vin is uh, manipulating the situation and blah, blah, blah. And guess what? He's in the final part two of this one Fast and the Furious movie. And... There are gonna. They're in talks of doing another Hobbs and Shaw movie as well. Gee, who could have seen that one coming? I guess well, money talks and bullshit walks, right? Money talks and bullshit walks. But I will say as well, things change and your attitude changes when your three hundred billion dollar action film bombs as hard as it did, and you're having trouble getting your new films greenlit. Yeah. Um, that's been all around Hollywood. Is that the movies he's trying to get made right now, he's having trouble getting greenlit because Black Adam bombed so hard. And that was his baby. I mean, that was his baby. So that changes your attitude, you know, when <laughs> you uh, all of a sudden you can't get a film made and somebody's offering you Lord knows how much money to come back to something that, you know, probably doesn't take that much of your effort um, to do. Hey, you know, it's, 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 it's just, it's an old story in this business. Like you said, money talks and uh, his situation has definitely changed. He's not bringing, swinging the same bat he was before Black Adam. So I yeah. think it makes sense that he's accepting this. He says that he's put aside his years long beef with Fast and Furious star Vin Diesel. Well, that's, that's very big of him, I think. <laughs> 
but you know, but but here's here's another kicker, actually, mm-hmm. and this is something that you uh, told me about right before we went on the air is that. Vin Diesel actually blames Jason Momoa for the decline in ticket sales for Fast and Furious 10. Now, Momoa, and I've seen bits and pieces of, of, the, of the movie, he's freaking hilarious. He makes the movie actually better. For the love of God, Vin, you had a car in space in Fast and Furious 9. Think about where the actual ticket decline came from. And think about the fact of the matter that Jason Momoa actually is saving the movie because of his presence. I believe it's ego because it's not the decline in box office because they've actually been doing very well. I mean, their box office sales have been great. It's the negative criticisms and the negative reviews that the film has gotten that he's blaming on Momoa. And he's blaming him because he claims his overacting and scene stealing destroyed the film. Oh, please. Jason Momoa's performance is about the only thing that critics are actually praising in this film. What they're criticizing is Vin's performance, the script, and the outlandish action scenes. That's what they've been criticizing. So I don't I don't get Vin, you know, you obviously Vin can't carry this franchise on his own. If, if he could, he wouldn't be trying so desperately to bring in rock and Momoa and all these other people. True. He wouldn't, if he could carry this franchise on his own, that's what would be happening. But True. he's in a position where he has to bring in other talent to make these successful. And then he's going to try and throw them under the bus. When again, I haven't seen the film, but I've seen clips as well. And yes, Momoa's performance looks very over the top, but that was intentional from what I've heard. Yeah. And it makes the character great. And again, if it's the only thing that is getting praised in the film, I don't understand where he gets off saying all our negative reviews are because of him. As you said, ego. It's his own ego that's getting it. So. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just kind of over it. I mean, I'm going to watch it out of morbid curiosity. And to answer your question, Z, because I saw you ask the question earlier, actually. Uh, uh, JC actually asked us the question earlier, and he was wondering, uh, he said, uh, have either of you seen Fast X? And if so, what were your impressions and reactions? I haven't seen it, nor do I think I will see it until it comes out on HBO Max. <laughs> I'm not willing to pay to go actually see the movie in theaters, to be honest. I have to say, I probably won't. Well, I will probably only watch it if jo- Joni forces me to. I stopped watching those a long time ago. I told you I, I was over it probably after the third one. So Joni still enjoys them, and maybe I'll have to sit down and watch it with her at some point. Yeah. And Derek, well, this is a shocker. Uh, you will be, and I am shocked. Uh, you both will be shocked, but I never watch one movie of the Fast and Furious franchise. You got to watch the first one, actually. That's, that's that what I was going to say. If anything, Derek, the first one is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's actually got a good story. I mean, it really does. The script does. is good. It's it's good, fun action. And I really enjoyed the first one. I thought the first one was a great action film so if you're gonna watch anything catch the first one as far as i'm concerned you really don't need to see any of the others i agree with that i agree with that in other entertainment news jennifer lawrence is being criticized on social media over latest movie no hard feelings 
Now, um, I don't know if you've seen uh, the preview for this mm -hmm. uh, for this movie, but it's actually a really raunchy, funny movie. And for many of you that haven't seen the the trailer for it, it basically has to do with a young woman that is hard up for cash. Uh, she lost her car, and she her job was an Uber driver. So she's trying to raise enough money to get you know a car so she could be an Uber driver or something like that. And she answers an ad of two, I guess, rich parents that are willing to pay, give her a car if she's able to seduce their uh, adult son into getting laid. <laughs> like getting, because he needs to get out of his shell and get laid already because he's like, ah. And so she does everything she can and this kid is just not budging. This kid, like she tries to seduce him. She tries everything and he's just not, as a matter of fact, quite the opposite instead of actually budging and going for it he goes the other way and makes her job even harder even more difficult and i mean we saw we've all seen jennifer lawrence she's hot as hell and that's not working for this kid like like she's trying to seduce him to get to go skinny dipping and he's like but the water is too cold he's like come on it's just fine but what if but what if and she you know, she's like just give the goddamn lake already <laughs> like she goes nuts all the good kids he's so close now the the flack that she's getting from this and i've seen this on social media i've seen the comments Ah, oh, this this cancel culture, this new generation just has no idea what a sense of humor is anymore because every single person on the comment section is saying, oh, well, that's kind of creepy, a woman seducing a young boy, and that's kind of weird. And, oh, Jennifer Lawrence has sunk to the bottom. She used to be so respected, and now she's doing this. And, people, it's a funny, raunchy movie. We haven't had a funny, raunchy movie in a very, very long time. This looks like it's actually going to be a good one. Get the funk over it. For the love of God, it's just a movie. All you little wahs that I call need to need to like please get get a freaking bib, get yourself your little bottle and suck it. Cuz it's just stupid. It's dumb. It's a movie for God's sake. Sorry, that's my rant. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I think there's, there is a bit of a double standard, you know, we've had tons of raunchy male comedies for years where, I mean, anything goes literally anything. And these films get no flack. They get no pushback. Now, given if it was the same plot and you had an old man, older man seducing a young girl at the behest of the parents, I'm sure in today's day and age, that would get some flack too. Um, I'm sure the wow wow would definitely come out of the woodwork, but there is a double standard there. You know, for years, we a raunchy comedy is exactly that. It's supposed to push the boundaries. It is supposed to make you think and make you laugh at the same time. Um, I'll, I'll go back. This is one of my favorite throwbacks. I mean, 16 Candles, okay? yeah. classic yep. John Hughes film, mm -hmm. absolutely beloved film. Go back and try and watch that now without cringing. Oh, without cringing. It is the date rapiest film you have ever seen in your life. But again, these things got no pushback ever over the years. We've recently had numerous just total raunchy guy flicks, guys in college doing whatever they want. Nobody says a word. So there's definitely a double standard there as well. Well, let's not even go that far back. Let's go far as far back as American Pie. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were just, they just 
like they just played this movie for this new generation to view it and every single person in that in that classroom or wherever it was didn't find it funny they found it very offensive they found the fact of the matter that they were streaming Nadia's naked scene all over the internet, which today would be considered a huge violation of privacy and a huge no-no and very like illegal and yada, yada, yada. First of all, guys, again, it was just a movie. And in those times, it was different. It was it was a different time. What, am I saying that it was appropriate to go ahead and spy on a woman? It never, it never was, you know, but I mean, it's like, you know, it's just, it, it, it was a movie. It was based on fictional characters. It, they weren't real, you know? I mean, come on. And it was funny as hell. The stuff that, you know, the when Jim walked in and he ended up, you know, <laughs> he ended up coming a little too soon to this party. Uh, I had to finish so to that sentence, so to speak. <laughs> Three, twice. That scene was hilarious. It was comedy, but it Dude, was. Like, I don't know anybody crazy. who at that time wasn't rolling on the floor during that scene. I was crying. I was laughing so I mean, hard. Just my side hurt. And I actually, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that is one of the few times I have actually fallen out of my chair laughing. <laughs> I still like, I swear, <laughs> just he's like, they were all like, not again. <laughs> but I mean, we've said it. It's, these movies are supposed to make you think. I mean, look yeah. at Blazing Saddles to take it way back. This go. is a film you could not get made today in today's culture. And yet was written by Richard Pryor. Yep. And had more to say about race relations in a 90 minute slapstick comedy than you know most serious films about the subject do so they have a point there is a thought process that goes into this stuff and again sometimes it's just there to make you laugh it's not supposed to be dissected it's not supposed to be looked at through this is this appropriate lens it's a raunchy comedy the whole thing's supposed to be inappropriate exactly and the and goal well, it's kind of like uh, Sigmund Freud said, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes a movie is just that. It's just a movie. Oh, tell that I to mean... Clinton. <laughs> Sorry, had to go there. <laughs> oh, some people are so young, they'll never get that. Um, <laughs> but, but thank God for us that we do. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyways, in any case, I, I'm actually looking forward to seeing No Hard Feelings. I probably won't see it in the in theaters, uh, but it just it seems like just a funny movie. Like I saw the, some of the trailer for it. I was cracking up when I watched the trailer for it. I think I mean, and especially Jennifer Hudson doing all these serious roles. Jennifer Lawrence. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. I'm sorry. Big difference there. I know. But huge difference. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking that. Jennifer Lawrence, you know, doing all these serious roles. She finally gets to do a funny role. I mean, granted, Don't Look Up was a semi-funny-ish movie that mm -hmm. I saw on Netflix. It was okay. But this right here, watching her be this raunchy, I'm actually looking forward to it because I'm I'm curious to see just how she, she does with this movie, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, again, please forgive my language, but I am quoting her. She seems to have this side to her, and every actor wants to explore that. Every actor wants to play different roles and do different stuff and be in different types of films. But she just gave an interview where she even asked, she said, doesn't anybody fuck on screen anymore? Thank you. I saw now, that. Too. Again, excuse my <laughs> French, but, you know, it's 
it's we've gotten so appropriate about everything that you rarely even see a love scene on screen anymore. And it's like, I'm sorry, that's part of life. You don't have to make it gratuitous, but at the same time, it's ridiculous that it's been completely axed from films. We're in a G-rated era. <laughs> like, it's weird. I mean, I, I, I know when I go to see a comedy, I'm not going there for, you know, to be socially correct and all this other stuff. I'm going to have fun, to laugh at absurdity. That's what a great comedy is. It's it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's not meant to be a guide to go follow. It's absurdity that you are meant to laugh at. That's why I go to a comedy. 100% agree. 100% agree. So here's hoping that these naysayers and all these little, uh, you know, these little cupcake, you know, type of people get a life already and, you know, start living it and stop being in a little glass jar all the time because it's getting annoying. <laughs> in sports, our final story of the evening, the NBA finals are here. And Jeremy, you kind of called it, you kind of didn't with the Lakers. I mean, you thought the Lakers are going to like bow well, out with Golden State. And I did, think it, would, I did think it would be Golden State, but no, they did exactly what I thought they would do, which is they flamed out completely against I'll give you the that. Nuggets. I'll give you that. They got swept. Swept. I mean, it wasn't even close. They got destroyed by the Nuggets. That was okay, not okay, a okay. Take it, take it easy. Take it easy. All right. All right. They did. I'm sorry. I mean, I, dude, I'm a Laker. I follow the Lakers. I root for them, but dude, they got destroyed and that's honestly why i think i mean i think denver's gonna win win a championship i really do when's the um, last time denver had a champion i if i i could be wrong but i don't think denver has won a championship in the nba era hmm. I, I think they may have won one back in the aba times and you know that kind of thing but at the same time i don't think they've won one in the nba era um so this could be their first one. That would be amazing. Uh, the, I know the people in Denver would love them to bring a championship home. They are huge fans of the Nuggets, and they've been a long-suffering fandom for a long time. So it's kind of cool to see. Miami put up a great fight against Boston. I was, of course, like you, <laughs> glad to see the Celtics go down. Yes, sir. Um, anytime I get to see Boston lose, it's a good day. It's a happy day. But... <laughs> Jokic is absolutely playing amazing. Um, only the third player in history to have a triple double in their first finals game. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't see Miami having the firepower, especially after having a knockdown drag out series with Boston to come in and beat Denver. Who's fresh after sweeping the Lakers down the street. Agreed. So, um yeah i i really think i think denver's gonna wrap this up probably in five um four to one would be my guess if if miami gets more games than that i think they'll be lucky i'm actually rooting for the underdog here because for the plain and simple fact of the matter that uh denver hasn't had a championship in many years miami has mm. and... jc just said denver has never won the title oh really mm -hmm. that is i didn't know that yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, JC just said it. Denver has never won. Okay, so the, even more so than I want to root for Denver because, absolutely. I mean, you know, they're the underdog. Miami's won titles. It's time for a new team to win a title. I mean, it's always been it's always been Boston, Lakers, Miami, Boston, Lakers, Miami. 
uh, Golden State, Boston, Lakers, Miami, Golden mm-hmm. State. It's been the same rotation of the same teams over and over. It'd be great to actually have a new team win a championship, even if it's one time, even if no. it's one season, just one season. And honestly, Jokic is a great player who deserves a championship. I mean, this guy has just been a stalwart for his team for a very long time. And this is this is finally his chance to shine. Well, we're going to have to find out. There's still plenty of uh, games left in the NBA Finals. And that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for joining us here on the Navarro Miller Report. Remember, we have Clay Aiken. June 9th from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Navarro Miller Report. Again, I'm looking forward to having them here. Uh, it's going to be a fun show for all of us, special guest co-hosts. We're even like, we'll, we'll even kind of uh, finagle the show a little bit to ask him a few questions because I wouldn't mind asking him how he enjoyed being on the show Scrubs. Um, you know, I kind of want to talk to him about, a little bit about that. I'm curious about that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to having him on the show. And uh, we're trying to... Uh, so our show is usually Mondays and Fridays. We've actually, Jeremy and I, we this is another announcement. We've actually decided to do it only on Fridays uh, from this point on because we figured, you know what, I, I can't stand him uh, two days a week. I need to reduce it to one day a week. I We mutually agreed to that too. So We did. It gives me a little break from this guy. I have to talk to him all week because he never leaves me alone. But, you know. Yeah, I just, you know what, um, you could try. But you can't quit me. You can't quit uh, me. You I've can't. been trying for years. <laughs> I'm I'm worse than alcohol, bro. I'm worse than alcohol, all right? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on the Marvel Mail Report. Uh, hope to see you guys uh, next Friday. Uh, actually, we might even do a special on Monday just to segue into Friday because Friday, next Friday is the ninth, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. That's where Clay Aiken comes in. So we'll probably do another one last Monday show this Monday to go ahead and get us ready for Friday's show. But in any event, I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. I'm your host, Dave Navarro, along with this guy, this pain. Jeremy Miller. (laughs) And we will see you here next time. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.